Welcome to the Protein Bros Podcast. I am your guest, Adam Gross. With me are Jeff Wasserman and Kyle. Kyle Combs, guys. Kyle Combs. Jeff Wasserman, we are your hosts of the Protein Bros Podcast. As you already heard, Adam Gross is our podcast guest today. Adam is a man of many talents. Handsome. Super handsome to start off Business with. Business owner. Great guy. Friend, friend of ours for a while. He's a uh, dude. He's a man of many hats and we're going to get into that. But right now you may know him as the front man for Froning Farms. Rich Froning is specifically is the, uh, the name there, right? Yeah. And Froning Farms specializes specifically in bison based jerky. Yes, we do. And what other bison snacks? It'll be bison jerky right now, mainly bison sticks. Uh, things like that. We do some merch too. Hats Biltong as well. Biltong as well. Yeah. Biltong as well. Jeff did uh, did CrossFit on Monday, and he's thinking that he might be able to beat Rich. Now, is there any chance of that happening? Uh, uh, dude, I got a good day in. It was a. It was right in my wheelhouse. He it did was, some kettlebell swings. Um, <laughs> uh, kettlebell swings, push ups, uh, some double unders. Um, I was able to do them. I'm impressed that he can do double unders yeah. one at a time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Double under singles. Double under singles. Yeah. No. To be clear, I'm not a great CrossFit guy, so I always let everybody know that up front. But I'm still looking for something I can beat Rich at. I'm just not sure I'm going to find it anytime soon. Have you should played play Rich at other or things? Something? Yeah. Have you paper, rock, scissor them or something? <laughs> no, that's the, probably the way to do it. For our listeners, wh- how many times has Rich Froning won the CrossFit Games as an individual competitor? I think he won it four. Right? Four. As an individual and five is a team. In a row, to be yeah, clear as yeah, well, right? Yeah. Four in a row. Um, and then on top of that, as a team, how many times? I think they did five as a team, and he's gotten second twice. Yeah, he got. Uh, I remember. I remember the year that he got second. Him standing up on the podium, I saw a picture of him, and he looked pissed. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah I remember that post too, because I apparently have that face on my face when I watch all my son's sports, whether they're winning or losing. <laughs> I don't mean to resting dad face, but, uh, so yeah. the competitive nature flows through your company pretty hard. Yeah. I'm super blessed with those guys. They're just good people. They're like family to me, as you guys know, what you guys are for each other. But I mean, Rich grew up with like 20 cousins, so it's just like, they're all athletes, you know, college football players and everything. So what you see is what you get. <laughs> like everything they do is that way, you know, super, how, super competitive. How, super competitive. how long has uh, Frodian Farms been uh, in business? So we they they founded it in 2016, uh, just kind of trademarked it and stuff, and then uh, I came on with them, and we kind of like launched the company in 2019. Nice man. So question, because you, because how this started, I feel like you had to go out and seek out Rich. I mean, like Rich is not like somebody you had in your pocket. He's not like a friend of yours. You seeked him out, correct? To to, yeah. to partner with him, right? Yeah, it's a crazy story. So. I literally didn't know anything about Rich because I wasn't a huge CrossFit fan. And we had a a men's Bible study and the video they played that day was of Rich and kind of about his tattoo and his testimony. I was like, that dude's legit. So at the time I was with E3 Meat Company and Mm -hmm. I was like, that needs to be one of our ambassadors. just like minded. So I met him. We went and cooked for an event and just hit it off. You know, think the same, just solid family, good guys. And we were reading some of the same books and stuff. So we literally start, you know, I joined his men's Bible study group like mm-hmm. in the Bible app. So we got close that way. Cause you're just commenting with other guys every day. And, you know, a couple years later, it's just kind of like, Hey, do you like bison? And I left the meat company and it was supposed to happen. Let's, let's back up there. Uh, so explain to everybody what uh, E3 meets is and who your partner was on that. So, uh, before I exploited this famous friend, and <laughs> I had a, a best friend that I grew up with that played baseball, Adam LaRoche. And, uh, yeah, World Series winner. Yeah, he's just a good, really good human, uh, first off. But uh, we, he, was, uh, he was raising beef at his ranch, and all of his baseball player and other connection people were buying it. So he was, like, mailing coolers, like duct taping coolers and sending it, like, ridiculous so I was working for a pork corporate pork company at the time, and I'm like, you can't do that. You're literally breaking, like, every law, <laughs> shipping across state lines and everything else. So it was kind of funny. And uh, so we formed that. We, we said, let's form a company. So I left my job there, and I did that with my brother and Adam as the meat company. And it was, you know, a lot of fun. Got to learn a lot about that side of the business. It was online, selling steaks and stuff like that. But uh, inevitably, your best friend and your brother – our business partners, and that's a tough one overall. And that's Adam, really tough. And Adam made his money, 
And I can't fault him. He's like the best human I know. And he's literally going out and fighting human trafficking all over the world now. So as a business partner, you can get frustrated with that. But as a friend, you couldn't be more proud. So I just decided to walk away and let them do. And they're doing well. And, you know, obviously we're real close still. But this was just meant to happen. You know, it was one of those things that I'm super thankful for that the guys were there and and I'm a hustler no matter what, so what, I'm going to try. I, in the meat industry, though, like, what's the, what makes an industry tough? Because it's got to be very cutthroat, right? Because so many people can do this. Yeah. Ironically, uh, First Form did it at the same processor that we did. So uh, we literally use the same processor that First Form does. Oh, so. to make the jerky? Yeah, yeah. Down in Springfield? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so, uh, which is, I jokingly say that because First Form's a great company. And uh, the guy, Thomas, is the guy down there who does really well. But it is cutthroat. I mean, mm-hmm. it is, uh, especially like the big protein pork and beef, it's commodity based and there's a few big boys. So it gets kind of Tyson Purdue. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Who else? Um, just, you know, farmland. I don't even know. I haven't followed all of the merger sure. acquisitions and stuff, but, but these are also, these are so meat packing, very different from the, the jerky industry, right? Or is it very, or is it very, coincide? Well, very different. So that's why, so bison is niche. So that's why it shouldn't, in theory, go with the commodity in the market as much and be just, you know, you got to sell something unique. It's easier. It's better, you know, than trying to sell the millions of pounds. I think I read a statistic one time that the number of cattle killed a day equal the amount of bison killed a year, you know, roughly. Wow. The number. I mean, that statistic is, is tells a lot with that. But, yeah, it's a, there's not that many places to process, you know, and they're owned People buy people. So you may see a lot of craft brand jerkies that are actually owned by Jack's Links. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So the way they do that hustle. Um, And so it was kind of like I was lucky because I had decent connections in the food so I could find my way and get to good people and work the relationship there. But, yeah, it is very different. You know, in first form, I mean, their stuff, they've done really well. Like, I love how they marketed it. The packaging, I think I've talked to you multiple times. That breakfast sausage one they made is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. And you and I, I mean, we talk about packaging, the color schemes and all these things, and uh, they've done really well. And um, But you have the marketing. You have the, the personalities, the influence. That's what the big companies do not have, generally. They yeah. have the masses, but they don't have the story. I got a, I got a buddy who's a uh, farmer, and he said that basically once you kind of shuffle out everything with cattle, once you've basically fed them, you know, paid for, you know, factored in the cost of land and all of that, he's like, every cow is worth about 600 bucks to him. And he's like, but that 600 bucks can be gone really quickly because of, you know, different things that happen to cattle, cattle die, you know, all, all sorts of things that will happen. Um, and he was just like, it's just a tough industry right now. It's just not not an easy easy way of making money. Yeah. And also, it, it comes in big. Um, you know, you take you take cattle to the slaughterhouse what one time a year, or is it twice a year? It depends what, yeah. you, what you're what you're doing in your program is when you're cow calf and different stuff. But I mean, my brother's the, the the ranch guy, but I do know like yes, there's so many variables. You make it. a bunch of money, and then that's got to last you all year. <laughs> and if things turn, yeah, I mean, if you know if grain goes up, if different things go up or down, or what you bottom at, and all these things, there's tons of risks. I mean, we have bison, yeah, but not all the stuff you're eating is from our bison. Are you guys dealing with uh, with the cost of inflation of feed and stuff like that right now? Yeah, so. We partner with one huge uh, bison operation, mm-hmm. and we've just been passed down some, some price increases. And so we're passing that on to our customers. I've waited as long as I can just because it hasn't hit us. Yeah, no yet. one wants to. We do. Yeah. We do. We've been dealing with that as well. And some of our price increases, it's been like, you know, 70% increase. We had one company that basically doubled its wholesale costs on us. We're like, oh my God. All Max Nutrition? <laughs> so, so I'm just asking, I don't know which one. So, you know, in that, if they're in a time, like we're launching our wholesale affiliate program, it's very difficult to come at them and go, okay, now we're going to tell you we're going to go way up, you know? So yeah. it's just timing, but I think people do understand. People understand right now because everything's expensive. I mean, fuel, trucking. I just saw a trucking invoice yesterday that I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, it's just. Are you guys going to have to pivot at all on your business based on what you're seeing right now? We had to pivot hard last year. So. Um, I'm pretty transparent always with my story and stuff, how it goes. But, you know, thankfully when we launched, it was right before the pandemic started. So we were doing all these events and we had everything scheduled. So yes, we have had to pivot. Um, when, when we first launched, it was right before the pandemic. And I mean like weeks. So we had Wadapalooza, which is a big event in Miami. And 
I think two weeks later, the world shut down. So we had all these events, you know, with like West Coast Classic, Rogue uh, Classic, CrossFit Games. We were all scheduled and that was, we were going to start doing more affiliate stuff. Was this 2020 or 2021? 2020. Okay. So right before that, and we were going to start out of the gate with the CrossFit affiliate boxes, you know, some more point of sale. And so Mm -hmm. we had to change because we're like, well, those were starting to get shut down in different parts of the country. So we went more, you know, ads and stuff like that. Direct to consumer. Direct consumer online. That worked great for a year. Yeah. You know, really good. Better than I thought, um, honestly, just because the online ordering picked up. And then Facebook and Apple iOS last summer changed everything. The opt out stuff and overnight, like ads doubled in cost. So, you know, as you get to challenges, like we did nothing wrong per se, but we weren't diverse enough in how we were doing it, just like a portfolio. So it's like, all right, we got to hustle. Yeah. You know, we got to get, I got to get Amazon ramped up. You know, I got to get other avenues and, and get this affiliate thing back to play because now they're opening back up. Uh, so there's just always like that stuff to, to change and learn and, and go and look at it like it's not a, a failure, a defeat. You know, it's just like hey, learn and keep, keep going. Just keep grinding. Right. So now <clears throat> is the focus of Froning Farms um, still obviously direct to consumer, but you guys are now ex- increasing the amount of sales in CrossFit boxes? Yeah. So that's my main thing I want to focus on is the affiliate program. We're on Rogue now. So that was like. Oh, that's cool. Congrats, man. Thank you. That was like a 10 year uh, dream of mine. Like yeah. I was literally. How awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it hasn't been big dollars, but it's just one of those things that you don't. Oh, legitimacy. 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 Yeah. 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 And yeah. so I was like one of the original nerds wearing a rogue shirt at a Luke Bryan concert or something like that. You know, I was just always a big fan of their brand. So that was a cool one for me. It took forever just the way it worked, but it, you know, so stuff like that, uh, you know, then small grocery stores, whole foods and different, you know, regional stuff. You guys are in whole foods. We're working towards it. Yeah. yeah. But these are, you know, opportunities, but you got to have everything in line and that's the pivot. You yeah. Know? So we got to get all this infrastructure, all the CRM, all the stuff. So what does CRM stand for? Like, customer resource management, right? Like mm-hmm. just, um, just to get emails and notifications and follow up stuff for people. If they, if you sign up and order, you know, you get a 30 day email, a 60 day email. And, and this brand has been completely your baby, right? I mean, like, do you have anybody else at Froning Farms that helps you a great deal? I mean, I know that you're going to say they do, but I'm saying, does anybody help you with the day to day? Oh yeah. I mean, okay. honestly, like, uh, like my business partners are amazing. Rich is the content king. I mean, they have a video staff on hand 24 seven. So that's amazing. And then my business partner, Matt and his wife are, you know, his wife's the MVP. Like she just like, she does all our merch like, mm-hmm. and they have full-time jobs. So oh, she wow. does that on, on the side and little wow. kids. Yeah. Wow. So they work in Tennessee. Like oh, those wow. people are legit, but um, yeah, I mean, we're just always, you know, doing what we got to do to make it. We have people, I think we have like six to eight people on staff shipping and customer service and stuff like that. It depends on seasonality and stuff like that, but we ship out of mayhem in Tennessee. So that's where all our stuff stored and shipped. That's awesome. So when you guys were going through the, you know, you guys had a period where you were selling a lot online and then your online sales dropped off. Were you guys, did you guys implement anything for like customer retention during that time? Or do you have like a specific plan that you've deployed uh, to help with that? So we did, we did different things. I mean, like email, for example, SMS has been very good for follow-ups. Yeah. So like, and I'm sure people listening, if they're signed up for our our text, I'm sorry, that's my fault. But, um, (laughs) you know, so we had done different programs like King Kong apparel. We did a a cross promotion with them to get a backpack full of jerky. And that gave us like 4,000 text message numbers. And then that you can do for retention and you can send an email that's way cheaper than an ad and stuff. You know, you can't, send 20 emails a month, but different things like that. And just other emails and things like that. Cause you can't, the ads were so much more expensive and the returns were so much worse because people had, didn't know that they opted out, but they did when they were updated. Yeah. That's wild. Do you, do you have a uh, so shady man? Yeah, man. I had no idea. And that's why Facebook we don't do had, any direct consumer. So Facebook had a fourth quarter loss and I'm smiling all the way. Like good for Dude, you. Dude, they, they dropped off a cliff as far as their valuation goes. That's why they, they just changed it so much like that. I think they just got greedy and were humbled like the rest of us. So, mm-hmm. so with having rich as a, as a business partner, you know, are you guys working to have like your um, stuff in, you know, those CrossFit games uh, bags that they give out and all the, the promotional material? It seems like it would be an easy way to get into some high level influencers hands to do that. 
So we just came out with our influencer program. Um, and we try to steal as much from first form as we can because mm-hmm. you guys do it really well. But I mean, we, we have people that signed up and we're just slowly trying to leak that out. But yeah, the swag bag ideas for the events, like I think we did one for Waterpalooza. I don't know if we're doing one for the CrossFit Games, but it's a great idea. It just gets it out to people, especially something like meat that you got to dry. Right? Yeah, yeah. You How gotta, much, uh, I mean, do you have to pay a considerable amount of money to get your, your stuff in those bags? No. I mean, thankfully, like, the groups that like loud and live that own some of those events and different, they've been super cool. So like we generally get like a free booth at some of these things. Because you're giving away well, so much. Well, well either that or because Rich is competing. So, but they, Kyle's about to start I'm eating gonna, the jerky. He's have some Southwest Verde. Go get it. Oh, wow. Oh yeah. Let's yeah, that up. It's so Sorry. soft and, and so t- that's a totally tender. different product. Have you ever had that before? No, I think tong. this is my first yeah. one. Yeah, this is built on, right? Yeah. Totally different. So it's not. Oh, it smells kind of spicy. Yeah. Wow. Let's go. It's like a fajita. So that is uh, South African process. It's basically you take a, an inside round and slice it mm-hmm. and then air dry it. So that's like the most paleo of paleo thing you can have. It's got like five ingredients. It's and like it's no, and it's like no fat, right? Like it's, oh, it's no ridiculous. carbs, no fat, 32 grams of protein. It just doesn't have fat in it. It's no. so tender for not yeah. having fat in it. It's because it's air dried and just minimal ingredients. So there's not like additives to it. Dude, this is fantastic. Yeah, biltong is like the the future of jerky, right? But it's still just pricey. Yeah, I think it is. So like for that example, like that bag will be a one ounce. It's two ounces just because of the price. You know, you got to play the the foods game where you got to change the bag size. But there you go. Dump it. Jeez, Kyle. But it's really hard. It's really good. People don't know what it is because I want your finger. Give me some. I'm going to pour it in my hand. All right. Jeff ate, we, we had to drive back from St. Louis yesterday, and Jeff ate all of my seeds and didn't buy me anymore. The sunflower seeds? I had a, a pinch of no. the sunflower seeds. Don't let he them. T- literally let them ate here. all of them, dude. Every road chip requires Sorry. sunflower seeds. Agreed. What's your favorite flavor of sunflower seeds? I'm just a basic salt guy. Were you, you serious? You yeah. psychopath. You I are am. crazy. You didn't go with a dill pickle at yeah. least? Sleep with socks I on. I only eat those if they're free. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I don't. I, I do like the ranch, like the cool ranch sometimes, but I like the basic. I've been really dabbling in those new Takis flavors, the Fuego. Oh, spicy. I haven't tried that one. Oh man, I, I was resistant to it. I was like, no, nah, Jeff, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna buy those. Those. The, I'm a dill pickle guy through and through. And then he gave me some that he bought one time, and I was like, all right, I think I've bought those they're specific f- seeds every time. They're, since. they're flavor town for sure. I'm gonna have to try those. Another favorite that are hard to find these days in the gas station world is the uh, the Frito Lay barbecue. Been a big fan of those since day one. They come in like the dollar sleeve. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, I can't find those anywhere, man. Do you find yourself like uh, buying random like oh, uh, yeah. flavors of things because you're like you're in the food industry now and you're probably thinking all the time like I need to think about flavors. I need to be thinking about you know different yeah. ways that we're gonna you know. Well, you got kids, right? Yeah, and I mean like we can't turn this off. Yeah. So like my son is going to be a psycho like me. Like I literally, anytime I go in anywhere, I'm looking at packaging. I'm, I'm buying, if I see a new jerky, I'm buying it. I want to try it. I'm, I'm literally looking it up and down and everything they did in the presentation because I just, I like it. I mean, I love what I do. So yeah. it's always fascinating, but yeah. The flavors a- though, Southwest Verde. Well, how long did it take you guys to come up with that? Because I've never even seen that on any jerky bag. So, so that guy, those guys are in North Carolina and they're based out of South Africa. So uh, the company, they do big, they do Kalahari too. So, which is the big built on company. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I had wanted that. And then the t- like a smoky flavor and the first batch they sent was terrible. Right. So, cause I had tried Kalahari. Mm-hmm. I literally saw it. I was talking to a guy on a plane from South Africa randomly. And he's like, have you ever tried this? So I ordered it. And then uh, I was like, that's amazing. So I called the, the bag. I literally looked up the bag who was making it and I called him and I kept calling him and kept calling him. I said, I want to do a built on bison built on and, and then we talked flavors. So that was seemed to work. So, so how does that process work? You, you ship them the meat and then they make it for you and yeah. ship it back. Yeah. Is, so is it, that seems like a pretty expensive pro- process. It is, you know, and there's not, that's why bison is so rare. It's difficult. Like he said, you won't be able to do it because you can't get the bison. Mm-hmm. And right now, if we were processing our own bison, it's like two years out because you just, everything's so backed up with yeah. the plants and stuff. So you guys don't own your own bison? We do. Yeah. But ours aren't big enough to satisfy this whole, you know, is demand. It, so is that the goal? Or are you guys working to build out enough to be able to supply your own bison? We will. Yeah. yeah. I mean, eventually, I don't know how long it'll take. We're not you know, trying to rush it out there just organically. If someone, if someone were to 
um, you know, be turned on uh, by this podcast. I want to try some Froning Farms bison jerky. Turned on by the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say it's They better be. <laughs> if someone were to be enticed, if you will, to want to try some, some Froning Farms jerky after this podcast, what would be the number one product that you guys, you, you know, this is our signature product that we want you to try. You know what I mean? Yeah. What would that be? So I think if I were to get one product, I would get the Bars Variety Pack. The Bars are brand new. The Bison Bar. Yeah. I'm holding one right now in my hands, guys. It's like five inches long, five by two, if you will. Something like that. <laughs> I just want you to know, like, <laughs> meat jokes are never not funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, here we go, dude. Wow, yeah. guys. Jeff's five inches, you know. Right. Jesus age, yeah, guys. It's, it's, you know. Get your minds out of the gutter. I'm literally just trying to give no, our listeners an idea of what a bison bar looks like because I hadn't even seen one before. It's provocative. Yeah. Jeez, y'all. It's got this really nice, thick... You know, <laughs> texture to yeah. it. I'd say it's kind of girthy. Yeah, uh, some would yeah. say. It's got a nice grid kind of look to it, like it was grilled. That's what we were going for, was the girth. That was the first thing <laughs> yeah. I was asking about in the product. I'd rather have a I, thicker stick than a longer, thinner stick, you know what I mean? I mean, that's what I've been told. I don't know. These bison bars, I was having the cranberry jalapeno earlier. They're phenomenal. Thank you. 12 grams of protein and only 160 calories. What's the fat content? Because that's typically what's higher in jerky, right? Yeah. So nine yeah. fat. Seven carb, 12 protein. It's really Not just an all in all great snack. So the carbs come from the jalapeno cranberry, the other, because it's just you have the cranberry. Right. The others don't have, so none of them have no added, they're no added sugar and it's 100%. Yeah, bison. the Cajun here is only one carb and has yeah. even more protein. Yeah. And the, and the pep, cracked pepper is like, you can't really taste, it's not real peppery. It's almost like an original. It's like clean. No, it's God. delicious. I love a cracked pepper though. I do too. It's just, uh, yeah, it, it just tastes Let very me tear much off clean. the end, Kyle. Let me there tear off go. the end. No, not that end. You ate a bite off of that. <laughs> Dude, come Dude, on, man. You're, you're the worst. No. Here, I'll get it for you. Kyle's a germaphobe, but then unless it's his germ. <laughs> <laughs> so, anywho, what flavor should we look forward to in the future that you guys are waiting to come out with? I wanted, I like the sweet heat. So, like, I like stuff like that, like a mango and, and different things like that. Yeah, sriracha. Sriracha is one that I want to try. Mm. Ironically, they've been uh, slammed, so the recipes have slowed down. Um dramatically just because you can't get cute right now with them mm -hmm. just trying to get production done that's hard enough um but Man, yeah no one can do variety right now yeah it's no no because we have a teriyaki and it has sugar added and we were going to develop like another recipe that with a you know cleaner but there's no way so i mean it's it's labeled as such but it's really good because mm -hmm. it's got sugar but you know it takes time to do all that stuff tell it's me not a ton of sugar though right it's only no. like an extra two grams right, or something right, something yeah. silly yeah. small Tell me what the process is like trying to get into a big box store like um, like Whole Foods. It seems like that would be a daunting task because when you walk into Whole Foods, it seems uh, there's specific brands in there and they're the specific brands that you always see. And I just imagine it would be hard to break that. So, I mean, thankfully, like a lot of this stuff is, you know, we're not really ready, but yeah. when we have a connection, it's ready. And this is, again, like a God thing because there's a guy that works for CrossFit HQ that he used to work for Whole Foods. Oh, okay. So he was talking to Rich. Yeah. And that's how this all came came up, came you know, to be. And, and they really want the biltong, for example, because it's different. Yeah. And so I've been trying to get the packaging done for, you know, six months because it takes forever now to get things printed and all the display. And then you have to be Whole Foods approved and everything. But the people that know is such a hustle. Like, yeah, I know you guys know this stuff and I love hearing these stories, but I had a guy tell me, he's like, if you go in a regional store of anything, he's like, tell people to go in every store and buy it every day. Yeah. Even if it's you. Yeah. And have people go in and ask for it. Create demand. Yeah. Correct. I was like, man, what a, like, there's so many little smart little hustles like Well, that. dude, yeah. it, that's the same thing when so, we, a lot of times we get brands that will call on us and they'll be like, you should pick up my stuff. And, and in my head, I'm like. There's, you're asking me to create a demand for your product, yeah. right? Is what you're basically asking me to do. Cause I have zero demand for your product right now. If you were smart, you'd send a ton of people in my store and you'd be like, you'd get them all to ask for it to where we were forced to carry it, yeah. you know? And I'm sure it's the same way with you guys. It's like, you know, what, what you have to do is create a demand for it to, to make them notice like, Oh, we need to, you know, we need to be carrying this stuff. And that's what we tried to do mm -hmm. is develop the name, especially outside of CrossFit eventually. So like the packaging, you can't tell it has anything to do with CrossFit or rich for a reason. Yeah. But then if you get people to try it and know, and you obviously in food, you're going to have to give a lot of it away, like everything, but 
Yeah, it's there's so many really smart ways like that. I mean, you guys told me one time, I think you told me, where like some pre-workout was on TikTok and just going crazy viral or something, then all of a sudden, you know, you guys offer it because people kept asking for it, right? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there's one right now we can't even carry because it's direct-to-consumer only, yeah. you know, but... You know, people. Well, the difference with with supplements and food products like that, it, and also supplements is getting to be like this because of the basically what's happening in the economy. But food products, it's there's a higher barrier to entry than supplements. Supplements, you can find a, a small little hole in the wall, you know, manufacturer to make you ten thousand units of something, and you know, somewhat Dude, create a thousand a units, thousand, a thousand really? units, a thousand of units of a pre-workout. I mean, could you imagine yes. just being like, hey, we just want a thousand of these? They, so every food manufacturer should be like oh, yeah. absolutely no <laughs> yeah. so that's how you get all those private labeled things yeah, yeah. You get, yeah. If it's you, as easy to start a supplement company as it is to start an apparel company have you ever yeah. walked into a supplement store and you looked around and you're like i don't know any of these brands yes or they're just ran or they they give you something that the label looks like it was made in their basement it's because basically there is a low low barrier to entry to make a supplement i did not there's, know that. there's a ton of there's a ton of you know supplement companies out there that are just private labeled basically they slap their label on you know, somebody else's product. Yeah. <laughs> and it happens in meat too. I mean, Does like, it? again, we're using the same manufacturer. We may use the same similar recipe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that's just the way it is. We're going to, we're going to do our thing. You guys coming out with some meat sticks? No. That aren't bison? No, we'll be bison for now. Okay. I mean, it, can knows? you not do a meat stick that's bison? Am, am I, we, we do a bison stick and we yeah. do a bison bar, yeah. but, um, we'll do half sticks eventually. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> Nah, we're staying bison for now, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, we, we may not be able to get it someday, you know, so yeah. we'll do whatever. I but I it. think you guys feel the same and I, as I do, because I told the guy that processes for you guys, I'm like, dude, these are like, like literally my cabinet is full of their stuff. Yeah. So like, I know, I listen to multiple of their people's podcasts, like competition is the best thing in the world. Like you to motivate me, I motivate you, you know, it's, like, oh, yeah. it's not that you want, way. You want the whole industry to grow. You You're want this right. specific, like you want more people eating meat snacks. That's you know? exactly right. In mm -hmm. that space, in yeah. that fitness store, it's great. I mean, we've talked about it. I've dropped off samples to your guys many times. It's like, that doesn't hurt anybody. No yeah. doubt, But man. to go buy it and consider that, that's a way healthier snack than well, something else. As far as in the fitness industry too, I actually was just having this conversation with a guy that uh, goes to my gym uh, today. He was down. He's like, man, I'm down. Uh, what did he tell me? He was down from 195 down to 180. And he said that he was like, man, but I, I did an in-body scan. I'm losing a bunch of muscle. I don't think I'm getting enough protein. And I was like, well, you know, there's lots of different things you can do for protein. You know, you could do protein. He's like, man, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm already slamming down three protein shakes a day. I still can't get enough protein. He's like, I'm tired. You know, meat costs are going up and blah, blah, blah. So increasing the, 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 you know, market for quick, convenient protein is super. I mean, I think that's only going to continue to grow because so many people are protein deficient, especially a lot of people that want to be in better shape, you know? And so I think that that, that market demographic, there's so much opportunity there because it's, it's limited, right? You have like, you know, protein powders, you have cottage cheese, you have, you know, what are some other ones? I'm you just saying peanut it, butter. I mean, peanut butter, but peanut butter is so high in fat that yeah. a lot of people don't want to do peanut butter. I'm just thinking in terms of of what people think of when they think of beef jerky, right? I mean, over the years we grew up with literally having Slim like Slim Jim. Well, we yeah. had Slim Jims and then we had like one or two other brands. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then Jack Links started to, you know, blow up. Um, name another big one that I can't think of. I was like Jack Links really just kind of dominated there. Well, for you a while. had Epic and Epic is a oh, perfect example. Like Epic's I, Epic bars. Yeah, but I, I mean, mean they, but those were not like in gas stations. No, no. I'm talking like you don't have to be a health uh, What was enthusiast. the one in Hickory Creek or whatever, that yellow packaging or whatever that yeah, was? Yeah, yeah, that's was, like... That, so, like, there was two different types of jerkies, right? Yeah. So, like, we, like, when we were all growing up, jerky wasn't nearly as big of a... No. Of, of a marketplace, right? And so you, you had like Jack Links whenever jerky started to take off and to be more mainstream, because before that it was just, like, bark, right? Yeah, like, it yeah, was, like, yeah. char... Like, like, honestly, what I consider to be, like, some of my favorite jerky, but, like... Most people don't even know what that jerky tastes like because it tastes like, you know, leather. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's the chewiest type of stuff yeah. you could possibly get. And then all of a sudden you got these like snack sticks, you know, like the Slim Jims and all these others that are getting into the game. And it's like not exactly beef jerky. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's good with like the whole food diets. And mm -hmm. I'm not a huge diet term person, but I mean, it's not bad if you're eating meat, just yeah. meat. You know, you're adding yeah. like a few ingredients to it, but it's just 
you know, cooked meat, yeah. you know, smoked meat. It's not, you can eat it. You know, a lot of people like I would, I throw it in my backpack because I get busy and I don't eat. That's one of my biggest, you know, flaws. But a lot of people that do have it at the gym, they'll just like fit aid in a, in a bar. Right. And they walk out of the gym and that's like perfect for them because they can't, you know, they don't want to drink a shake right now. I'm sweating. I'm hot. I don't want to drink a shake. And you want know. something refreshing. Yeah. 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 So it's just quick and easy. And, and then all these new jerkies are coming out. So like me as somebody who's always looking at macros on stuff and, and always trying to like eat for convenience, but also don't want to eat like total crap. Right. So, so I'm looking at these jerkies and it's like, now this stuff is like all these like tender cuts and all the, they're like super high in sugar. Yeah. And so when you show me that biltong, um, that, that label of it's just like, how is this possible? Cause it tastes so good and it has the macros of a chicken breast Yeah, and it's legitimately it is the delicious. macros of a chicken breast. Like it's legitimately like 30 grams of protein and one gram of fat and no carbs. And it's just cause it's, it's so dense because it's air dried mm-hmm. <clears throat> instead of cooked and rendered off. So with that, it's like taking a steak, like a filet and slicing it and then hanging it and putting it, you know, very little ingredients. That's going to be super protein dense. It's unheard of. Like, I mean, guys, anybody who's listening to this who hasn't tried this yet, you go try it because it's crazy. It was good. But it's so, but it, because it's so tender and so small, it's like difficult to eat compared to other jerkies in that sense. Yeah. And I think people think it's tongue. They hear biltong and they really think it's tongue. Yeah. Now, if you know anybody that's ever been to a South African butcher or ever been there on vacation, they just lose their mind for it, right? And then they tell me how bad it sucks because it's not as good as the real original stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, inevitably they know what it is. But mm-hmm. it, I think it'll get there. You know, what I've heard is more people are being, it, it's, it's just like we said with First Form coming out with stuff. Mm-hmm. The more awareness in the industry, the more knowledge, the more people trying, it's just a good thing. Mm-hmm. Who's the, uh, in the fitness space, who's the number one jerky? Oh, man. Trying to think who we see at a lot of the events. Um, Does Epic still try? No, since they sold, they haven't. I mean, they 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 made it possible for all of us. So again, I love Epic. Mm-hmm. I love their packaging. I don't like their bars. They don't taste great, but they were phenomenal for what we have. Um, they they definitely tasted uh, the opposite of that. They were dry. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget getting Epic for the first time. We we worked about three doors down from a little store called Mama Jeans Natural Food Market in Springfield. Then I would go down there trying to get like a healthy snack or whatever. And I found those and I'll never forget spending like $6 on this like tiny, like block of the the Epic bar, you know? And it was like the apple, it was like the cranberry, something like that. And I just remember thinking in my head, like, oh my gosh, I'm still so hungry after eating this. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a nugget. It was like half the size of your guys's bar. Yeah. For real. And it is, and theirs were like so expensive. I remember that too. But I think for like, if you go into certain settings, like, um, you fly, you know, or you're in a gas station now it's way better than it used to be, but I'm with you. I like to eat really clean, but I also want convenience. I'm a single dad. Like I'm not pre cooking everything and meal prepping and everything. So anything easy, like airports, notoriously terrible food, you know, movie theaters, notoriously terrible food. Like you can't get anything healthy and not that you're trying to be fit at a theater, but like I may be yeah, hungry but like, or whatever. But you, you may know. actually try to be fit at a theater. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, there's a lot of different, even games, you know, baseball game, football game. There's a lot of different things. Hiking, of course, they generally have good stuff, but there's things that just quick and easy that makes so much sense to me. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm a believer, man. What, we're going uh, to try to get this in our stores. Yeah. What, what uh, specific issues you, you had talked a little bit about COVID and, um, and having issues with Facebook changing up their algorithms. What specific issues do you think were the biggest uh, problem for you guys through COVID? Because I feel like as a small business owner, like we are, it was just, uh, it wrecked havoc on all of us for, you know, a year or two. Yeah. I Dude, mean, we're all still feeling the effects uh, right now. Yeah. I know. I was about I mean, to say, it's only getting worse with the inflation. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, if anybody's been through it, you just got to be humble and say, Hey, this was awful. I mean, production has been terrible. You know, it used to be, I could say two weeks out, you know, I don't have to be that smart with my inventory. I could go, oh, man, we had a good weekend. Now it, at some point when it was at its highest is 10 weeks. Yeah. So that means you either have to buy a lot of inventory and spend a lot of money on wait to produce it or just constantly be, Hey, we're running out of this, running out of this. That's really hard and humbling, honestly, because when we're growing, we honestly grew so fast in a good way, but then you're like, okay, I'm going to pay for this later. You know what I mean? Like there's processes that I know we skipped over Yeah, and we have, and, and just so much negativity with just things like, are you kidding me? Like, cause I'm a perfectionist to, in the packaging. I wanted our packaging like completely done like a year ago, you know, and it's like three weeks out 
goes from three weeks out, excuse me, to like three months out, four months out, you know, and on just the packaging, just the packaging. So which, we're talking like your product is done. You yeah. just literally have to put it yeah. in something. So that would, that bar came out in January, should have been out last January. Oh, I mean, that's just how long it took. Now that there's many other reasons too, but it's just stuff like that that you just like have to remember and you get frustrated and down. And then of course, if you run out of stuff for a while, you're going to have bad sales. And that's where just my team. And I'm so thankful for because we remember our why mm-hmm. and you know, the whole end of the storm. And so what we did with that, I mean, it's a cool shirt and rich did come up with it. I was trying to nerd out and go with our like whole business planning document. And he sent me an article from the Tennessee and about into the storm He's like, this is what we're doing. I'm like, yeah, it's really, really cool. Thank you. <laughs> but we started doing more testimonial stuff where people were facing storms, you know, and then we've got stories that we haven't even told where people were like going through stuff. Yeah. Personal stories about losing a child. Oh, and wow. And just like gut-wrenching stuff. But that was their motto of fighting cancer. And I'm like, okay, this is what it's about. Yeah. Like, I set out to help people. I've done all the good things and bad things in my life. Like this can be consistent. If I'm focusing on the dollar today, it's not going to it's going to be up and down all the time. Yeah. And for our listeners who haven't heard that story before, Froning Farms' mascot is a bison, an actual bison. And what does into the storm mean for a bison? So when a storm comes, cattle go away from the storm. They kind of walk away or run away from the storm. A bison literally turns into the storm and faces it in charges of the storm. So if you're an alpha male or alpha female, you literally just like, all right, I'm ready to go. That's pretty legit. But there's so many metaphors to it, and it's so cool because I think we can all see, like, we just went through a storm, right? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sitting, you know, outside relaxing, thinking everything's really peaceful. I mean, I was stressed a lot of it, so I need, but you, you got to face it, like, mm-hmm. you know, and once we face it, we move on and we fight Deal it. Deal with the adversity, yeah. don't just push it off. But to I me, I love that, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, to me, especially with the fitness community, with like the CrossFit boxes and stuff being closed down, and I'm like, I don't like this. Yeah. You know, I'm not, you know, not okay. We need, we need to get through this. And so I just think as we get that story told more, you know, to people and you could even take it as a herd, they face it as a herd. We're stronger as a herd to face the storm and get through it. No, that shirt's shirt's coming soon. Yeah. 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 But, um, it matters to me, you know, the, the, the side of the, of the people going through things and sharing it with you and and knowing that we had an impact on that kind of I mean, I had one night, I can vividly remember, like, I had had it, like, about mm-hmm. a year ago. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, I was pissed about multiple things at multiple people. And, you know, one of those times where I'm about to send an email that I shouldn't send at night, you know. And Matt's wife sends me a text, a screenshot of somebody to send us a message that was a heartfelt story about a kid where they had a family and they were wearing the shirt and their kid got sick and didn't make it. Oh, and it was just like, but it was so thankful and appreciative. And we had sent them some stuff, you know, cause we generally do that. We don't market it well, but if somebody has got something or doing something, you know, it's a big part of, you know, what we want to do. You guys give back to the community quite a bit. Yeah. 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 I mean, I try to, I'm better at giving it away than making I mean, it. I mean, dude, uh, we, you know, 2020, uh, I mean, this isn't to like promote ourselves, but I think you might've already forgot this cause you've done, done it so many times, but we put together some, some gift bags for all the local trainers and, and gym owners and instructors that had to be, you know, oh, yeah. they were out of work uh, during the shutdown. We put away, we put together these like little goodie bags and we don't sell Froning Farms at our stores, but we just reached out to people that we're friends with. And Adam was one of them. And, and he volunteered probably what, like 200 uh, bison sticks to put in all these, all these bags you to get out whatever to all these trainers. I had at home. <laughs> yeah. He dropped, he came up the next day and dropped it all off along with a couple shirts and stuff. And, and dude, it just went a long way. That, you know? that selflessness, though, that's how you win long term, man. A lot of people, are, they get caught up in, you know, wanting to maximize profit and worrying about every little, you know, nook and cranny of, of ways of making money. And they don't step back and see the bigger picture and realize that, you know, if, if I put good out there, good's going to come back to me. And yeah. I, I love that you guys have that mentality. I mean, you guys live it. We did a camp last summer, Speed and Agility, and you guys show up to speak to kids, inner city kids to help. You know, it's that's the type of people that you want to be around. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> for some reason, our culture and a lot of, you know, kids don't understand. We all owe somebody, right? So, I mean, I've heard Jocko talk about, you know, hey, I owe it to the people that died before me to give my best today, even if it's just whatever. And I'm like, I, I agree with that, you know? So, like, 
the fact that I'm here talking about this, everything's been such an amazing ride that like, yeah, that's my why, because it makes it worth it. I'm an accountant. I'm actually a CPA. Mm -hmm. The numbers don't, I mean, they're fine, you know, thankfully, but that's not really sustainable for me versus the other. I mean, I don't, I do like stuff, you know, but those stories makes you know, like, okay, this is why I'm here. These are why the gifts I've been given are are to be done. Yeah. Yeah, I love that, man. And and honestly, like the stuff that you guys do as far as giving back to the community, another thing that I love about how you guys do it is you don't keep score. You know, you always just give selflessly and never expect anything in return. And so it's just something that if you're listening right now and you, you know, you're in business and you think, you know, in your head, like, you know, there's always got to be some kind of, uh, you know, if I do this, then what am I going to get? Like, if you have that mindset, that you're if not going to get very far. If then is yeah. the worst. Yeah, yeah. If then, or, you know, you know, if you're calling on somebody and the only reason why you're calling on them is to see what you can do, what they can do to help you, um, you, you probably only have one of those calls you can make. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's you so, know what I'm saying? Like, you can only do that once and they're never going to want to help you again. Well, and you've met LaRoche. And so sure. I credit him for most of this because I worked with him <clears throat> and I still think... During that time, now he knows a lot of cool people, and that doesn't mm-hmm. suck. But uh, Jeff and I did like a Navy SEALs training op, so we will do it again. A Navy SEALs training op, guys. It was unbelievable. Thanks yeah. for the invite. You're going next time. No, I'm, I'm going, going next going. time. So, right. well, I got to tell that story because it's, it's, it's worthy of everybody it's a hearing good story. that story. <laughs> yeah, everybody needs to hear that. Well, you go ahead first. Yeah, but that's what Adam always did. If we would ever, you know, he played baseball, and when we had the company, he was playing baseball. And um, he would always give credit to everybody else. And he was always just doing a lot. Now, I said, you know, he retired from baseball abruptly, left 13 men on the table. And tell, was, real quickly, this is the tell, greatest story in sports. It's for, literally for, what for made a me a huge fan, uh, a huge fan of his, because to have that kind of, um, you know, be conviction, that, yeah, conviction in what you stand for mm-hmm. is amazing. Ex- explain that story for everyone. So, yeah, he was with the White Sox and he had a boy, Drake, that was like 14 at the time. So <clears throat> they said. When he came to the White Sox, his son had a dugout, his own, or I mean, a locker, excuse me. But he had a locker when Adam was with the Nationals, too. His boy had his own locker, and he was in the clubhouse. But keep in mind, he's shining shoes, he's friends, he's yes sir, no sir. When he came to the White Sox, Adam didn't have his best year. He, he played DH instead of first base. So in the spring training, they were like, your son's not welcome in the clubhouse. Baseball money is guaranteed. So he had $13 million on the table, and he could have just literally sat in the hot tub the whole year and got his money. And he says, I'm out. They wouldn't let his son in the clubhouse, and he just walked away. And I was literally on a call with him the night he did it. So the day he did it, number one trending thing on Facebook in the world. I was about to say, it was a huge story at the time. Yeah, so we had a call. He was as calm as you could be. And he's like, talked for two hours. And then he goes, I better get back. I got a few messages to return on my phone. But like, this is a lot where he is with his life and his goals and in his, in his faith and everything and where his mission is and stuff. And so that guy knows exactly who he is. He know? does. It's and he, amazing. And, and the, what he's been given, I've always told people when people retire, everybody struggles. Like I, I would struggle because your identity is not that. And you, you know, you know, those guys, they're just like, they have everything. And then to watch that and know it didn't even blink, not even count the fact that he didn't need the money. And then I've always said this, if you could be anywhere in the world, and I mean anywhere in the world, and you're choosing to go to the worst parts of the world and fight trafficking, you're, you're special. Like, and I mean, Rich is no different. Like he hasn't got there yet to go with that trafficking. But you know, when CrossFit had some stuff come up with the guy that made comments, I mean, Rich was out. Like mm-hmm. he was one of the first people that came out and said, Hey, he didn't consult with us. Why would he doesn't have to? Right. Yeah. But he's like, this is out. He didn't consider how it would affect his career or, you know, there may be no CrossFit for me. This is how I made my living. Like he was out. And I don't think people realize like when there's a lot of money at stake and you don't even blink, that's impressive as heck. Yeah. I mean, it, it just is for you anybody. Just right is right. And right is right. Wrong never will be. Right. Yeah. That's wild, man. So, so Adam LaRoche does these, um, these military training ops at his, at his, uh, ranch. He's got like how many acres out there? A lot. A ton of acreage. And uh, he owns all of what is it? Uh, Fort Scott? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. 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 So, so Adam and Adam, Gross and LaRoche, grew up in Fort Scott, right? Yeah. And so Adam is always like, hey, man, we're going to go out to, uh, 
you know, Adam's ranch and we'll shoot some guns and, you know, have some good old time out there and, and, you know, lots of land, et cetera. And he's like, dude, we need to go out there and do that. You know? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Just let me know when you want to do it. And so one morning I was at the gym, um, and I get a call from Adam and he said, Hey man, I'm going to go out to uh, Adam LaRoche's today. If you want to come with, I said, Oh, okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Like when, when do you want to go? And he said, Oh, I'm leaving in about an hour. I said, perfect. So I was wearing like, you know, a t-shirt and like, imagine like some, I don't know, some like, um, classic joggers pants and, and, and tennis shoes. And that was it. And I thought that'd be pretty good to go out to the farm to shoot with. Cause I was going to get dirty or whatever. <laughs> so we go out there and I start learning more and more about what we're doing. And and Adam, you are so good at just not telling anything. And you didn't really know it was going to be going on no, either, right? I didn't know the, that the all extent. the people would be there. Yeah. Yeah. So we get out and the first people that meet me and I'm like, are these the dudes from Dude Perfect? Yep. And, and, and sure enough, I get, by the way, whenever I'm wearing a backwards hat, people ask me if I'm the lead guy from, uh, I can see it. People ask me if I'm that guy all the time. I can see it. Uh, I forgot even his name. I think it's like Tyler or something. Tyler. And so anyways, he's super nice, but we meet, we meet those guys. And I was like, dude, you're the guys from dude. Perfect. Holy shit. Okay. And they're like wearing all this military stuff. Yeah. They look like really ready to go. Like they're ready to do like an operation. I'm wearing a t-shirt and gym pants, <laughs> feeling pretty out of place. Then we go inside. Chuck Liddell is in there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Chuck Liddell's your, your story about Chuck Liddell's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it was awesome. So then Chuck Liddell's in there. Tim Tebow's in there. Tim Tebow. Um, who else? Help Dave, me out. Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. Chase, Chase Rice. Rice. Yeah. Who else? Matheny. Matheny was there. Mike Matheny? Yeah. I don't remember seeing him. He was geared up like a champ, man. He oh, he was hair. like head to toe? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, I didn't see him, actually. Um, there were so many people there, and they were, I was like, what are these people doing here? Right? Yeah. And there was an actual Navy SEAL team. Um, it was Dev Grew. It was Dev Grew. Six, yep. It was actual Dev Grew, and they were all going through these training operations, and... Um, it was all very serious. So I'm sitting down next to this guy who used to be former FBI. And this was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Like I'm sitting at the most like pedestrian table you guys could possibly imagine. Like imagine like a wooden, like an old crappy table yeah. possible. Oh, yeah. Right. And this guy's like sitting here, um, like wiring up bugs yeah. next to me so he can, you know, place these and, and obviously listen to the Intel. So basically everybody in this barn were all the terrorists and we were all on purpose being terrorists going against the Navy SEALs that were going through training, right? Am I saying this correctly? They had no chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The SEALs had no chance. No chance. Yeah. Yeah, I was a terrorist, to be clear. We yeah, had no we, chance. We were, we were killing them, I mean, yeah. for sure. Like, we were obviously better than the, the SEALs in this point, in this instance. But I'm talking to this FBI guy, and I, and I was like, so what do you do now? And he was like, well... Um, I'm fluent in Arabic hostage negotiations and I'm, and I'm actually a professional hostage negotiator. <laughs> yeah. And I said, that's a real job. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, I always thought that was kind of a joke, but that's real. Okay. And he's like, yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, you know, give me an example of like, I was like being that guy. I was like, I'm going to ask oh, all yeah. the questions. Oh, yeah. So I was like, all right, $30 million is the most money someone has tried to do a ransom for, um, on, on, on a hostage. And he was like, I can usually talk them down 90%. Yeah. That's like my average this number. whole process. Yeah. He's like, if they offered 30 million, he's like, I can get them to take two. Yeah. And I was like, for real? And he's yeah. like, yeah. And I was like, and you just do all this in Arabic. And he's like, absolutely. I'm yeah. Like, that is incredible. And he was talking about how he's like, oh, you guys want to watch uh, the Navy SEALs when they, sh they went into Domino's earlier today. And he like showed us the footage that he had, like he had set up a hidden camera. He's like, yeah, we got him at Domino's today. We pegged him, we pinged him there. Like he had all kinds of surveillance stuff all set up around the fort uh, on Fort Scott. Fort Scott. Yeah, he, he man. Could mirror, he could mirror your phone. Like if sitting across the table, <clears throat> he did my brother's and we're all sitting there and he, nobody touched anything and his phone lit up with my brother's contact calling him. No way. Yeah. We we're sitting there. I was like, whoa, my brother. Well, goes, to, to, to not expect the government to be able to do whatever yeah. they want with your phone. But he's not be, FBI anymore. No. He's a pedestrian. Yeah. He's just you or me. Well, he's a civilian. <laughs> As far as you guys know. Right. But, yeah. 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 Right. Well, that's, that's, man, it was But he wild. looked like a normal guy too. That's the scary part. He like, looked he, less than normal. He looked like a dork. Did. Let's he just did. be real. Well, yeah. <laughs> dude, he's probably a genius. He was, he was apps, dude. He was one of the most smart guys I'd ever talked yeah. to. I, I could have listened to him all day. I'm super like, I'm so interested when I talk to somebody who's got an crazy amount of intelligence. Like I can sit there and listen to him all day. And that guy, I was like, oh, I wish I could ask him so many more questions. Well, that was during the pandemic. And what they were doing is is like they were 
threatening to shut down hospitals uh-huh. like the grid and their power. That's and, right. And it's a real That's thing. Right. I mean, we don't hear about it. In, in one life. actually, no, he said one actually did get shut oh, down wow. in France. That's what happened. Yeah. He said he was, this was like one of the, like the, the worst ones he had to deal with because um, he was dealing with the, he was with the French government. Wow. And somebody was trying to shut down an entire hospital. And uh, in, in, in that hospital was a family member of somebody in the government that was high up, et cetera. And, um, you know, they were trying to negotiate it down or whatever. And then they turned off the power at this hospital. And I was like, um, so what happened to these terrorists or whatever? And he was just like, oh, the, they died. <laughs> oh, he said, at, he was like, he looked at me straight in the eye and he was like, uh, the best he named off what the French, you know, Navy yeah. SEALs were. I don't know what the name of them yeah. were. He's like, they went and got them three days later. He's like, it was done. Yeah. He's like, like, yeah, they, they, they weren't breathing a week later. I like how they talk about it like it's, I had a sandwich for lunch, too. And then they do <laughs> that. It's crazy. It was exactly like that, yeah. And uh, anyways, yeah. So that was just like a subtle story off to the side. Then the actual military um, thing went down. And I'm in this house. <laughs> We're in like a an abandoned home, which wasn't abandoned at all. Yeah. It was just on the, on the property. But we can, <laughs> this is what the Navy SEALs did. As soon as the night like went down, as soon as it got remotely dark, these helicopters came in and like they're loud as hell, right? These big military helicopters. What do you even call them? Blackhawks. Like, Blackhawks. Black yeah. And they had them flying directly over where we were. And it was really just up in the sky just to be like a total intimidation factor. But did you know they weren't even on them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, they, but they was so, a distraction. Giant they, distraction. Came, they snuck in under the vehicles or whatever, some craziness. Really? People, people drove in on Humvees, yeah. but they had everybody yeah. staring at the helicopters. Yeah. And so the Humvees came in in a different direction completely to misdirect you. And we're all stuck in this house, just basically playing Call of Duty in real life, yeah. waiting for people to come in to try to kill us. Do you guys have paintball guns or what? Dude, was it? it was terrifying. Simunitions. So basically paintball. It's a real gun, but with the plastic bullets, it hurts. Yeah. There was some ammo in there. Yeah. And they really, you know. You Did know, you get lit up? Dude, I'll explain. Yeah, so, G.I. Jeff. <laughs> yeah, dude. So G.I. I'm, Jeff. I'm on the top of this like loft area and I'm staring down the door window just waiting. And dude, like it was terrifying. Like imagine... You have a Navy SEAL team coming in with fully loaded ammo, just like coming in to literally shoot you. And then, and, the, and I was like talking to all the, uh, cause there was a ton of like military trainers that were on the terrorist side. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so we're talking to all the military trainers and we're like, you know, so how do we handle this? How do we handle that? You know, if they show up, do I shoot them? And he's like, well, shoot them once and then say you're dead. So like bang, bang, you're dead. And then if they don't, you know, they don't listen, then you can shoot them and then say bang, you're dead. And he's like, and if you shoot them anywhere close to the face, they're just going to light you up. Oh Yeah. <laughs> So he's like, just know that they're going to light you up. And so I was like, okay, okay, don't, don't shoot him near the head. Got it. So then I'm like thinking about it. I'm up in this loft, yeah, right? You're, you're hitting headshots. So if they walk in, all I have is a headshot, right? Like I can just aim directly down on them. That's all I got. So I actually spotted the seals coming in first and I was like, they're coming in on this door. There was like three entrances and we were guarding each one. And I was like, they're coming in on this one. And I'm dude. Just imagine them being super sneaky, but we know they're coming. Uh-huh. So he like opens the door, turns it like the knob without like trying to make any noise and like subtly opens it. And like you can see him doing all the hand signals and everything. And I'm just like watching up above in my perch, like ready to just like, can you not up. shoot him at that point? I could have, but I would shoot him. him. I would have shot him right in the head. Yeah, dude, you got to take that one. <laughs> <laughs> so he walks in and then I go, bang, bang, you're dead. And he turns around, looks up, looks right at me. And I go, bang, you're dead. And then he just shoots me. Oh, yeah. They don't go down. <laughs> they don't they, go down. They're, they're I was tra- like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was so pissed. They're trained not to go down, too. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. just the thing. I but I was like, I missed my chance to just light this dude yeah. up. But I definitely died. And, dude, some guy yelled. What did you have to yell if you got shot or something besides, like, you're dead? I don't remember what I he yelled. I can't remember what but do you remember that dude? Just the one like, who got blown up by some, the flashbang. Some, yeah, they, they were throwing, like, multiple flashbangs in the in the house blew right. his arm up dude this oh, guy it actually hurt him yeah one yeah. of our guys yeah yeah he threw a flashbang up there and it blew up right next to him yeah and he was like oh fuck he like just screaming yeah. at the top of his lungs and then they lit him up with the gun oh, yeah. on top of it he yeah, was he not, not happy good yeah and afterwards, I love that. I love that they just brought you in. No waivers. You don't know what you're doing. You're wearing sweatpants. Incredible. And you're like, hey, we're yeah. gonna put you in this house with the like most deadly people on earth. And uh, good luck. So we get. <laughs> so we get back to the barn after we die. You know, like the, the simulation's still going on. So we're inside the barn, and in we walk in and we're telling the story to Tim Tebow. And Tim Tebow was like, oh, that sucks, bro. They lit you up like that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Tim. Yeah, like classic Tim, you know, just joking with me. And then he's like, you should have seen what we did. 
So <laughs> this is the best part. So this is yeah. the best part. I'll let Adam tell this. So I had done one before and we walked around like out in the field for like five hours in the heat the summer before. And they came back to the building we were in. And so I got to watch him through the glass, like come up like it was like a movie. Right. Right. And I was literally going to jump out like Tropic Thunder and just let it fly. Like, you know, <laughs> 10 feet range, like whatever. This is how I go out. Yeah, <laughs> I did it. I did it. My gun jammed. Oh, no. And so did the guy, the ex-Marine. Thank God he was there. So make me not feel as bad, but his did too. So then we had to be like, oh, man, I'm done. I'm down. So this year I was like, I'm getting, I'm going to get gonna better. Shoot, yeah. I'm getting a better. I'm shooting one this shooting time. Yeah. something. I'm letting them all go. That's how I feel about this year. So when, when uh, Chuck was there, like. Chuck Liddell, by the way. Yeah. He's just saying Chuck because he's personal friends with them. Yeah. But yeah I don't know. I'm not. So they tell you in the training, like the course before, like do not fight them. Yeah. If you they fight call that them, hands on. Yeah, hands don't on. Don't go hands on with the seals. Correct, correct. And yeah. they, they'll just hurt you bad. And, and a lot of times they have people that do, like they were ex-military and they like cheap shot them and it's like bad. They send them to the hospital. It's not uncommon. So it's like, that's they, the last thing that I would want to do with train killers. And keep in mind, we could talk about this after this too. Not all these seals were not huge guys. Yeah. No, no, Which is obviously not. more mindset too. But so Chuck has called the ice man is really calm and he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to take one down. I'm going to tackle. We're, we're going to do hands on. Yeah. We're yeah. going to do hands on. And we're just like, what? So I was supposed to be with Jeff in the building and I'm like, Oh no, no, no. I'm going to go watch this hands on <laughs> standing right by where Chuck tackles the guy. Cause I have to see this. So that's my whole thing was I was standing so there. So he was told to do this or no, no, no Chuck no, was no, like, it was Chuck's idea. <laughs> it was Chuck's idea. What a psycho. And they were and, in the, it was in the barn too. That's and so I, the barn is a still building. Yeah. So keep in mind, they throw in the flashbangs through which, you know, you look at a video game and you see somebody get like stunned. Yeah. yeah it's real. So that was so loud in the, in, when it came close to us and they, it, they did just like Jeff said, they distract you one way and they go the other. I mean, I had a dot on me in like 10 seconds, Yeah, but I didn't care. I was, I was, I'm like, whatever, I'm shooting my whole cliff. I don't care. I'm like <laughs> not going through this. I just like fired off at the, their direction. So I don't know, but I wanted to get it out of my gun so I could go watch Chuck. He was like hiding behind this net. <laughs> And just I waiting would, for someone to walk by. Yeah, so he let him go. It was it was actually the hitting net, like because Adam has a baseball net in there still. And two guys go in, and like I thought he was gonna get the first guy. So the second guy goes in, he does like double leg takedown from behind. He's got him in rear naked choke. And Chase Rice actually recorded the video. Yeah. He was he was doing like me. He's like, all I want to do is see this. Yeah. I just want to watch Chuck Liddell take out a Navy SEAL. Yeah. So, so then, because Chuck was like, none of these guys can beat me at jujitsu, clearly. But um after he was over, the way he's talking, like anybody that's got a mouth, you know, like we've gotten instances, even if you don't get in a fight, you know, somebody pushes you, you're like adrenaline's up and you're just like, oh God, <laughs> you know, even little guys like me that have tried to be tough once or twice. Like, he wasn't even like that. He was like so calm afterwards. He's like, hey man, yeah, I got him and I had him in a naked choke and the guy was like really cool from behind. Like, you done? And he's like, yeah. He's like, he could have hit me with the back of his gun and he was really cool about it. I'm like, I thought two other seals like came up to him and yes. they were like pulling yes. Chuck off of him. Yes, but that's yeah. what I mean. He was like, I let him go because two guys were going to hit me in the back of the head with a gun. And like, <laughs> yeah. How but, are you but, saying but, this but, normal tone? <laughs> but what was so awesome about it on top of that was Tim Tebow was in the corner yes. lighting those two seals yes. up with his gun. <laughs> yes. Tim Tebow was chilling in the corner of this like the baseball net hitting area. <laughs> Yeah. or whatever and so after Chuck Liddell takes this one dude out the other two guys are like trying to pull him off and Tim Tebow's just lighting him up it's awesome say what you will about Tim Tebow but he loves winning yeah. <laughs> he's just like I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna take these guys out I don't know oh, what man. they're doing and then afterwards uh, you, we got to hang out with all of them and I didn't know I was with Dave Ramsey at the time yeah that was pretty funny. I was on like Dave basis with this dude and I had no idea it was Dave Ramsey. So I didn't either until he started talking. Yeah. And then I feel like he's lecturing me on my mortgage payment or something. But <laughs> he was a super cool guy. He was super down to earth. I remember he was trying to take pictures of the Navy SEALs, but everybody was like, no phones, no yeah, cameras. Yeah, yeah. And Tim Tebow had to be like, hey man, take that phone down. Yeah. And like I had to tell Dave Ramsey to pull his phone, put his phone down. But afterwards, he was like, you want to smoke a cigar? And I was like, okay. So I started smoking a cigar with Dave Ramsey. And I was like, and I was just like, we were who talk are you? Yeah, we were talking about all the best food in Kansas City, oh, yeah. which is hilarious because yeah. that's really what we talked about. He was like, man, you know what I love is this place. And I was like, oh, you need to try this place. And I thought he was like a local dude because there was a lot of local, you know, Kansas friends. City people. Yeah. yeah, a lot of Fort Scott friends of, of Ad, Upper Roches yeah, and yeah. Chiefs. Yeah, dude, yeah. there's just a lot. It was like a big family event, really. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we talked a lot about these like name dropping these celebrities and stuff but there was a hundred other people that yeah, yeah you know were just you know like people like you and me and so I just thought he was one of those guys and uh, he reminded me a lot of my dad and so we were just sitting there talking about all kinds of cool stuff and then 
afterwards, uh, he made sure to be like, hey, Jeff, it was really nice to meet you. And I was saying bye to everybody. He like went out of his way to be like really kind and was just like, hey, it was really great to meet you, Jeff. I'm like, oh, Dave, nice to meet you too, man. And then we got in the car and Adam's like, man, you really hit it off with Dave Ramsey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that was Dave Ramsey? <laughs> You should have just been like, dude, I'm so over leveraged, Dave. What do I do? Yeah. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I've I, been yeah. taking loans out on everything. He'd yeah. be like, oh, no. Oh, hey, man, so I bought I've a car cash. What you, hey. yeah. what you advise, right? Oh, Get man. many credit cards. Right? Yeah. yeah, I've been maxing out these credit cards, yeah. man. I just, Good idea, whenever right? I max one out, I get another one. Zero percent. Just keep flipping it. That's your trick, right? <laughs> when, uh, so we were talking about Kansas City food. This is a question we have to ask everybody. Every one of our guests goes down this path. If you could have... One Kansas City barbecue meal before you die. What's it going to be? Q39. Man, we are just batting a thousand right now in the Q39. It wasn't wasn't always that either. Um, I used to to live by when it was Joe's Kansas City or whatever, Oklahoma Joe's. Oklahoma Joe's. You're saying it's different now? Joe's Kansas. No, I don't know if it's different, but Q39 is just better in my opinion. I think uh, when you have such an incredible experience like that you can have at Q39, especially if you're not even looking at the prices on the menu and you're just getting whatever you want, you you start to look at Joe's a little different because it's just like a sandwich place, more or less, comparatively, right? doesn't have a full-on experience except for waiting in a the z-man is line. really good it is and i think the gas station Rocket the original pig. one was yeah. kind of the allure like i think that you know to their credit that was a big part of the story yeah but if you were gonna line them up to me it's not close the rocket pig is phenomenal too i'm a phenomenal. spicy sandwich guy and then their fries are next level where's that at dude i'm saying that, that joe's oh joe's yeah, has yeah, the yeah. rocket yeah, pig yeah. now which is like a fried jalapenos on it which is oh, like i've right never around. had that phenomenal yeah and then uh their fries i think are like up there with the best fries but oh, their fries are really good yeah but you have to sometimes you got to wait in a long line to get those yeah have you guys ever had the barbecue at a county road ice house no no they say it's it's right there in power and light it's 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 got a joe's barbecue there oh really so it's like if you want to have joe's barbecue but don't have to wait in the joe's line just go to county road ice house hmm. yeah so fun fact that is that's all joe's barbecue inside there i did not know that mm-hmm. so Last question that we're going to start doing. This is something that I think is going to be really cool. And this was actually, uh, this idea was given to me by uh, Andy from Camo Athletics. We need to give him a big shout out here. Yeah. So Andy gave us this. Who do you think we should have on our podcast? Give us uh, somebody here local that you feel like would be a good person to bring on. LaRoche. LaRoche? Yeah. That'd be an amazing person to have on our podcast. Yeah. He'd want to talk about the trafficking. They have Christine's Place, which is a house here for... Uh, women, you know, like a shelter. Do you think he would have the time yeah. to do such things? Yeah, he just got it. He's a pain, but you could get it. Okay. Because you're not too you far. might have you, to travel for him. Well, maybe. Yeah. yeah, that would probably be the way to do it. But yeah. I think especially if it's for the cause, for Dude, his mission, absolutely. he would do it. And Christine's place isn't actually that far from where we are right now. Who's Christine? I'm sorry. Christine was a, um, she had been rescued and she, that she, it's her, she's a real person here in Kansas City, but she had been uh, freed from you know, being trafficked and then they have her place. So it's like a shelter for women. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. It's yeah. Over in, Is it called Christine's place? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in something like that to promote that, cause he's a, he, he will do that. We Did, should have her he? and him on then. That's yeah. honest. That'd be awesome. If she would be open to it, that'd be amazing. Yeah. He would be open to it. I mean, you know, again, how do you get that many good people in the one place? It's not for money. Yeah. None no. of those guys are taking money. They all have, you know, all of those guys Dude, are, I love that. are faith-based and like, you know, the connections that happened there were fascinating. Like Jeremy with Rescue Freedom that you met that does the anti-trafficking, he got with Tim Tebow's foundation. Now, have you seen how much Tebow's been doing with the anti-trafficking? Oh my gosh, so, so much. Some of that yeah. stuff like started there. So it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Dude, the, uh, uh, didn't they, didn't they bust uh, like 300 people? It was a huge, they had a huge bust recently um, that they, they were responsible for. Um, Here locally? Or wasn't it in, was it in Texas? I don't know. I don't know the story. Yeah. I don't either. You're saying Dude, LaRoche was in charge? Yeah. Was, was and uh, Sherman. You know yeah. Sherman and Adam are both. Yeah, they're both working on they're it, home, right? Homeland Security now. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you did. Yeah, Actual course. Homeland Security. Yeah. Our old fullback is but Homeland Security. I, I think that, that that's where I had heard it was that because the, the Chiefs had posted something oh, about it. it. Yeah. I and, knew and they were Sherman working on a, a real big one not long ago, and it did stretch a while. Yeah, maybe it was like three different states. I don't know. Look into it if you're listening to the podcast. Um those guys are doing awesome stuff. And like I said, the, I mean, you're, you're right. When there's that many good people, it, it's, it's, 
you know, it's it, it, people don't come together like that unless it's for a solid right. cause and it's a, a good person that's actually at the foundation of that cause. The, yeah. the charity that uh, Froning Farms you guys donate to the most <clears throat> is it Project Freedom. So we did Rescue Freedom. Rescue Freedom. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jeremy's just again like, phenomenal dude. Phenomenal dude. Just like the people that I have as as friends is so humbling because you know the guy went to Oxford and. Uh, he chose to go start a foundation to fight trafficking. So if you know what Oxford is, it's a pretty big deal that you did that. But we've done that. We do Mayhem Missions, which is Rich's foundation too. Mm-hmm. The Serve shirts that we do. Mm-hmm. So we have shirts that say Serve. I love those. those the portion of those all are donated. Um, so, you know, the little Bible verse on the bottom of the shirt, mm-hmm. um, that, that you know, just keep it front and center, you know, so it's not hidden. Mm-hmm. But I would say those two for sure. I mean, there's lots of other little stuff, and and as we grow, hopefully a lot more than that. There's stuff that people ask that we can't do right now, but... Yeah, for people that want to try Froning Farms uh, Bison, where would they be able to try it if they could possibly buy it locally? Uh, So, Element has it. Okay, Element Uh, Fitness and Lenexa. uh, Supplement Superstore will have it someday. Yeah, Uh, working on that. Amazon Rogue, of course, on our site. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's basically it locally. Man, we, have you not talked to Hy-V? Hy-V's all about the local brands. The tricky part there is we're technically based in Tennessee. Right. So, I mean, I would, and, you know, Balls, Hen House, and all that. Like, those are good, because that's my connections back to the food, but yeah. it's hard here. But I technically didn't want to go down the wholesale yet, because I want to get all the packaging done and display stuff. I totally but, get it. But yeah. I, I do. I mean, that's why I haven't hit you guys up, because these boxes, uh, they're three weeks out. Yeah. So you got the bars, but what am I going to do? Just here you go, guy. Here's a bag. Here's a, here's a, here's a, a target bar. bag full of just, bars. Just hang them on your shelf and yeah. just tell people to grab <laughs> in here. Throw them, yeah. <laughs> um, but that's why. But it is a good idea. I if, mean, the, if they want to find you on your personal um, social medias and so forth, how would they be able to get a hold of you? I wouldn't. But uh, no, it's just the Adam Gross at Instagram. The Adam Gross? Yeah. Like okay. the like is uh-huh. it's the douchebaggery that I set it up with long ago. My gosh, <laughs> man, you're hard on yourself. That's a great Instagram name. <laughs> Um, lastly, guys, if, if you have, uh, enjoyed the podcast, please make sure to share it with a friend. Um, we do appreciate you guys listening and also make sure to subscribe, uh, on iTunes as well as on Spotify. Stop by the uh, store and pick you up a, uh, protein bros shirt. If oh you, yeah. Uh, the Miami vice shirts have just come out. They're available on our website, uh, for sale. Or if you are local, you can go by any supplement super stores, show them that you are a fan of the protein bros podcast and they will hook you up on the house. Thanks for being here, dude. Yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you.